Hey there, welcome to the Soulful IVF podcast. Here we're all about empowerment and living our lives fully as we navigate through fertility treatments. In this space, you're invited to live in possibility. My name is Lisa and I'm your host, an occupational therapist turned IVF mama, soulful IVF coach and best-selling author. I'm here as your guide to walk alongside you, helping you lean in, keep that light alive and optimize this path. Here we have real, raw, heartfelt conversations about fertility and about life, covering the science and the soul. You'll hear from other women who have walked this path, fertility experts, and so much more. These inspiring conversations are here to help keep you moving forward, stay informed, and remind you you're not alone. We walk together. Buckle in and hold on, baby. You're in for quite the adventure. Let it begin. Hi, thanks so much for tuning in for today's episode. I'm bringing back a clinical conversation I had with Dr. Green from February of 2022. And just to make it clear, these are all of Dr. Green's like personal opinions. This is not representative as a whole with the company that he works for. It is his personal kind of insights, perspectives, and always consult with your physician for what is right for you. But in this episode, we cover natural cycle frozen embryo transfers or FET. Dr. Green defines what a natural cycle FET is, who is an ideal candidate for this kind of cycle, some advantages and disadvantages of going about this route. And uh, yeah, I hope it informs you, helps, helps you make some educated decisions on your fertility path and hope you enjoy this one. Welcome Dr. Green. Hi, Lisa White, IVF coach with IVF Manifesting a Miracle, here with our friend, Dr. Green, for another clinical conversation. How you doing, Dr. Green? Doing good. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> 2022. <laughs> exactly, here we are. Oh my goodness. So um, today's topic is all about natural cycles and frozen embryo transfers. And a lot of people ask if this is right for them, and I'm hoping you can shed light on your thoughts and what maybe you could start with defining what, what is it? Yeah, well, well, first of all, let's, let's talk about fertility in general. And I know we, we do this from time to time because it's honestly a good reference point that, you know, in the field of fertility, there's so many factors that have to go right each time a woman or couple tries to conceive naturally that the natural pregnancy rates, even for a very fertile 25-year-old woman, are about 25% over one month. And that's why we really diagnose infertility based on like 12 months without, re, you know, without uh, contraception mm-hmm. and things haven't happened. And the idea of using a time period like that is because there's so many variables that all have to go right with each attempt. And it doesn't matter if most of the things went right, if they don't all go right, the cycle fails. Mm-hmm. Either it fails, you know, in terms of a negative pregnancy rate, or it results in a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, natural fertility is about repetition. Okay. Now, modern medicine is about trying to correct some of the inefficiencies of nature. You know, like, for instance, if you don't have immunity to a virus, trying to reduce your your susceptibility to, to illness. If you have 
a problem with your blood pressure, trying to reduce the effects that that blood pressure is going to have on your health. So mm -hmm. medicine is about trying to intervene with nature and reduce risks in order to increase, increase health or success. Okay. Right. And so the idea of natural cycle FET sounds wonderful because everybody wants to get pregnant naturally, but if they're not getting pregnant naturally, then the question comes, how many variables do you want to control, you know? And so with the IVF process, you know, in vitro fertilization, IVF, you're creating the embryo outside the body. That's where IVF is. So once you have an embryo, if that's the only factor you want to control, the natural cycle is a way to continue to, to consider proceeding. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, if you want to try to see if that embryo can implant in a natural cycle and thrive, great. But that also means there's more room for failure because there's less things that you're controlling. You're not controlling timing. You're not controlling the uterine environment. You're not controlling whether or not a woman's immune system does or doesn't respond well. So in my opinion, the people that are ideally suited for natural cycle mm -hmm. FET are people that feel that their only problem is related to producing an embryo. Like say, for instance, ideal candidate maybe is someone that's had three successful pregnancies and then got her tubes tied. Mm. So she can no longer make embryos, but she knows that her uterus you know, and her body knows what to do with a, a, an embryo once there is an embryo present and that she's never had miscarriages and she's got a fertile partner. So, mm -hmm. you know, she says, you know what, I'd like to do a natural cycle. To me, that's an ideal candidate, especially if that person has multiple embryos, because just like when someone is trying to conceive naturally at home, the idea of natural cycles, if it doesn't work, you got to have more embryos to try again and maybe a third time and maybe a fourth time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, when you use the term natural cycle, it always sounds better because we always want something that's natural if it can give us the results that we want. But we have to realize that there's less that we're in control of. So the advantages to a natural cycle are that, number one, it would be less medication. Okay. You know, so you don't have to deal with uncomfortable injections. Uh, and number two, it, it could be less costly mm -hmm. because there's less medication and maybe less monitoring. And so those all sound great. But then what are the disadvantages? Well, there's a potentially higher risk of failure, number one. Number mm -hmm. two, it's also less predictable. So for instance, if you're a working person and you need to know exactly what day your transfer is going to be so you can take it off of work, you can't do that with a natural cycle because it depends on when your cycle starts and how your cycle evolves. Mm -hmm. So you got to be more flexible in terms of time. And, you know, the other disadvantage is that you, hopefully you've got more embryos because if it doesn't work, you're going to probably need to try again. And you might need to consider whether or not you wanted to try to control more variables with your next attempt. Okay, thank you. You answered a lot of my questions. One of the other questions that came in was, how does a natural cycle affect ERA results? Well, the ERA is irrelevant for a natural cycle because 
The ERA, again, we use way too many abbreviations. ERA is a test called an endometrial receptivity analysis. That's trying to test a woman's uterine receptivity on a program cycle, uh, okay. which is a, a topic we should go into in more details because you know a lot of people, if, if, if and this is part of my concern about using something like natural cycle, because that makes it sound like it's better, makes it sound like the other alternative would be mm. an artificial cycle, mm -hmm. which makes it sound even worse. Yeah. I call it a program cycle. The idea of a program cycle is you're trying to control exactly, you know, the timing of the transfer and know a lot more variables are under control before you thaw that embryo and put it into a uterus and just hope for the best. So the variables that that you're controlling, or let's say when you're doing a natural cycle, there are no drugs involved. Is that right? Correct. Or, or there's minimal drugs, you know, it depends on, you know, each center probably does their own version of natural cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, at our center, for instance, when we do natural cycle FET, we would typically recommend doing an HCG trigger shot to try to, you know, at least optimize the timing a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? But then, you know, you're kind of primarily relying on the biology to take over and maintain everything from that point forward. And like I said, different centers have their own protocols. So not everybody defines a natural cycle exactly the same way. And just to break it down for people. So in a program cycle, you are stimulating the growth of the follicles and in a natural cycle, it's no, in a, in a program cycle, we're not we're not uh, stimulating the, the follicles. We're controlling exactly when estrogen level, when estrogen first begins to rise. Well, oh. let me backtrack. In a program cycle, we can go into more detail. You're accurately establishing day zero, mm. number one. Then you're deciding exactly when estrogen is starting and how much estrogen is being used. And then you're adding in exactly how much progesterone at exactly the point where you think it's going to optimize what we call the window of implantation. And that's what the ERA is testing for mm. is to see if the window of implantation is accurately assessed. And okay. if not, it gives you the ability to go even beyond a, a controlled or a program cycle. And with an ERA, you're able to do what we call a personalized cycle where you're actually customizing the protocol exactly to a woman's biology. Okay. So yeah. again, it's, it's using the terminologies and trying to, to be as, as accurate in the way we describe it as possible, and also not trying to use terms that are too vague to just make something sound better than something else. So if someone's tried multiple um, program cycles and maybe has had multiple losses, you know, I know of individuals who have gone to the other route, you know, natural cycle, just to try something different. Would, is that something you often suggest to individuals who've? Well, like I said, it depends on how many embryos they oh. have left. How many Everybody does things differently. And again, we could talk about program cycles separately because in many ways we should. The way I do a program cycle, my primary goal is to achieve success. But my secondary goal is what can I learn if we're not successful? Because if I've controlled, you know, 
seven variables and there's only one variable that we didn't control, then that's the thing I would want to focus on with the next attempt. Mm. But the other extreme is saying, well, if we controlled six of the seven variables and we weren't successful, let's just try not to control any of the variables and hope that that's going to work better. To me, that's not science. That's just, you know, just trying something. You yeah. know what I mean? No, you're, not, you're not about just trying it. You want to know the data. No, and, and, and that's my point is that to me, uh, uh, you know, healthcare is about controlling as many variables as someone wants to. That doesn't mean that everybody needs to control the same variables. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it means that there's different degrees of intervention that you can do. And, you know, yes, it is absolutely the case that sometimes, you know, people go overboard and they, they might control too many things that people feel it's overwhelming. And it's okay to back off or, or, or just to to accept less, but you have to accept a higher chance of failure, the more things you leave to chance. Okay. Yeah, we can go into this. I know you're limited on time and it's it's just nice to have this conversation because it's become more, I hear about it more and more. People are interested in Well, that exactly. And, and like I said, my biggest, my biggest concern with it, Lisa, mm -hmm. is that calling it natural cycle makes it sound like it's all upside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, natural cycle, just who wouldn't, who would say no to that? It's like with food, it's like, right? Oh, it's like, natural. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's a natural cycle. And oh, by the way, it's less expensive. Everyone's going to say, what could be wrong with that? Well, success rates are lower. The amount of information you could gain is less, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you just have to be willing to, to, to provide a fair and balanced discussion instead of just trying to to use marketing terms to say you should do this or you shouldn't do. I think it's a great option, but I think, you know, people should go into it with their eyes wide open. You know, and to me, part of it, it all comes down to what I, you know, one of the things that I think doesn't get talked about enough in healthcare, Lisa, is informed consent. Mm. And in, and you know, a lot of people focus on the word consent and all they're focusing on is the signature, but they're not focusing enough on the part that they have to be informed before they sign. And so that's why when I'm working with someone, I like to talk about all the advantages and all the disadvantages and let them be fully informed and then honoring their decision, even if it's not what I would recommend. Mm -hmm. It's more empowering them to make an informed choice. And you know, I think that there's, there's, a, there's a role for that. As long as someone's not putting themselves in danger, or at risk, I think that that's an important part of the process. Yeah, thank you. You're so wonderful to share all of your knowledge with us and empowering people on this ride. Well, like I said, it's all about <clears throat> trying to help people feel informed. And that's what you and I are doing is just trying mm -hmm. to help provide fair and balanced information so that people can ask the right questions and make a decision. And if it doesn't work out, know what they could shift to. Exactly. Well, I'll upload this onto YouTube uh, channel, my channel, Lisa White, IBF Manifesting a Miracle, and share with you that you put, you share these on your website, I believe, at enhancingfertility.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. For anyone who's navigating through IVF, searching for more support, reach out to me at Lisa at IVF Manifesting a Miracle.com. Nice to have you, Dr. Green. Thank you so much. Have a happy day. You too. Bye.
Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Dr. Green. I really hope you enjoyed this one. And as we discussed in this uh, conversation, if you're open or interested and want to hear more about a programmed FET, let me know. You can message me over on my website, ivfmanifestingamiracle.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at ivfmanifestingamiracle. And I always love hearing from you, what topics you want to hear about, um, any, anything that's on your mind, I welcome your feedback. So don't hesitate to reach out. See you next time. This is where it begins. Letting the light in, soaking it in. Darling, don't you know that you've got a gift? So look deep within and make a wish. Let it lead how you live and let it be.